Hello friends, welcome to the Online Pastor Podcast, a place for you to discover faith and explore what it means to follow Jesus, experience God, and navigate life as a person of faith. My name is Amanda, and I am your host and Bible mentor, and I am excited to be on this journey with you. Today I am excited to talk about something that I hope I can keep short and sweet um, and really practical. But I think you've probably heard me talk about how sometimes with spiritual transformation or the journey of change, when it comes to becoming more like Christ, it feels sometimes hard to measure. Like, you know, there's not numbers necessarily that if you want to lose weight, you stand on a scale or you... um, yeah, like measure your calves and your arms, and then you can see things shift because the numbers change. Um, spiritual transformation and, um, yeah, like personal change can be, when I use this analogy, like watching paint dry. You're not really sure when things kind of shifted. Um, and there's been some seasons of my life where I remember saying uh, to a friend like it seems like I like everything's the same and like I'm on in this sort of holding pattern nothing's changing and uh my friend said to me oh yeah but you're different and this is why I think you need community you can't do spiritual transformation on your own and I worry sometimes that in our society right now with just such the emphasis on like individualism and even I would say like my caution around sometimes about like more contemplative practices is that they're very individualized. And I think some of the gift of um, the charismatic and Pentecostal movement is that um, expressions of the spirit really happen in community settings. And so, I mean, that's a whole other podcast, the discipline of community, if I can say that, especially now, but uh, I just want to talk to you about like, how do you Uh, maybe some tools. How do you reflect on your spiritual growth? Like how do you measure if you're growing or reflect on that? And so I want to approach it really practically for you when it comes to, for me in a crisis, when I kind of don't really have capacity so much to be like, okay, like how do I want to be in this situation? I mean, there's a lot of prayer, you know, you kind of go into, into things when you're leaning on the Lord, but there was a season of my life where, um, I went to bed every night and I just asked the Lord, uh, to walk me through the fruits of the spirit. And it was just simple, like yes or no questions. Like, was I loving today? Was I kind? Was I patient? Um, and I just went through them and that was kind of how I, asked myself in a really simple, if you want to say black and white questions, or I mean, you can massage those out. Like, is there any areas where I wasn't kind or could have been kinder if you want to get more nuanced? But I just thought I'd really like share practical tools when it comes to how do you like measure or reflect on your own growth and change. Um, And we'll talk about how to do that in community, I think, in another podcast, but just some really like some skills. So when I'm in like a crisis or like sometimes I would even say if I'm in a, in a meeting 
and it's pretty intense. Like oftentimes I'll take a break and I'll just like go in and be like, okay, is there anything I need to say sorry for? Is there anything I need to clarify? And is there anything God's asking me to speak? And so there's just really simple questions I think that can um, like nip some things in the bud or just in a, in times when you're like, I want to be this person and maybe don't have any other tools. I literally just lie in bed and I'm like, okay, the fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And, um, yeah, I just like go through them and I ask, was I that now black and white? Okay. I said crisis. Let's take a step back. Uh, oftentimes at the end of a year, or maybe even you've been going through a season and you need some way to reflect on spiritual growth. I think it's always, I like to use scales. Um, so when I say this, what I mean is like you measure like from one to five, you know, one being like not at all and five being, um, yeah, like the most loving you could be on a scale of one to five, like where do I find myself? And when I've suggested this to people, it's just really interesting because I'll get specifically engineers being like, what is a three? Like, can you define that for me? And I think because I want to say this, like I'm always... I will not define it because I think when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's really important that the journey is with the Lord on it. And so it's more like asking like, Lord, is there room for like improvement? Because if you're like, I'm the most loving person ever. And I think rarely people are going to give themselves full marks. And so I think it's always this, this ongoing process. Like like, on a scale of one to five, like how love it, like have I grown in love this year? Like, do I see myself as a more expressive or like, Um, yeah, do I see myself being more free or more vulnerable or like, you know, if you want to even get more specific with love, you go to one Corinthians 13, you say like, do I tend to believe the best of people more often than the worst? Do I tend towards envy or not like just being really practical with those kinds of questions. And oftentimes I find in the scale, you know, you just say, how can I move from a three to a four? If I rated myself there, like, God, what does it look like to lean into being more loving? And I think it's also really important to remember that the Lord is patient with where we're at. We're all in process, but I think there are seasons where we could go back and say, Oh, like, I think for me, for example, I would probably say the growth area that I struggle with maybe the most is understanding and living into joy. I mean, if we're going to be vulnerable and there are many reasons for that, and this doesn't need to get into my personal story. Uh, but let's just say that's an area that comes up for you, or there's one that comes up consistently. Then I think it's worth thinking about. Um, I'm going to say this like a spiritual growth plan. We have, so many plans. We have financial plans. We have family plans. We even have relationship plans. And for some reason, we we tend towards sloppiness with our spiritual lives. And I'm not always sure why that is. I think one of the reasons is it's just really hard to measure. I think also another reason is probably a lot of our spiritual communities aren't clear on their discipleship. So we don't really know It's not shared or spelled out for us. Like, what does a mature disciple of Jesus look like, smell like, taste like, sound like? Like, how do we recognize 
people who are um, growing in Jesus? And what does it actually look like to pursue that? Understanding, of course, that is always the spirit who does the work. It's not us. But I think we can, using like tools for measurement, helps us to come into awareness of where there may be an invitation. It's not all the time. Sometimes there are gaps or like maybe you kind of say, oh yeah, like the season's just been really tough. And so I'm not going to look back and be, you know, upset that my joy wasn't um, more full. Um, I think owning that is fine. Um, I think checking with the Lord, like, is, am I missing out on something that you have to give me because, you know, of, of, of what it means to have joy grow as a fruit of the spirit. And so, yeah, like, let's just pick that one as an example. If joy, I was like, oh, I keep like, you know, every couple, like six months or something, I'm reflecting on like joy and I don't see, that like a sort of growing, it feels stagnant. If I can use that word, right? Then you, then you have to go, okay, Lord, like, do you have something to teach me here? Is there a book I can read on joy? Do I need to pursue someone who I know um, tends toward joy? Like, I think there's a couple people who come to mind in my own life. I think they're quite joyful and I want to know what that's about. And I don't think you can put it down to just personality type. So I hope like that, is a very practical way of measuring. Um, and I'm saying measuring, I don't mean this to become, I think if you're 10 towards perfectionism, I'd really encourage you, you might need to work through that, but this may not be the best, best method for you. I think where you can accept yourself in the process, but get an accurate, um, or like just be realistic about where you are and where there may be areas for growth Something like that tool on a scale of one to five and you go through the fruit of the spirit. One of the other things I uh, advocate for, particularly in discipleship communities, um, is to be clear about um, what the markers, what the practices are of each uh, discipleship community. Now I'm saying this and you're like, I have no idea what that means. Well, I'll be honest and say uh, most discipleship communities, a.k.a. churches, don't have that spelled out. Not particularly clear on like, hey, how do we, like, what are the important things we feel as a community to help people grow um, in their life with Jesus? So that's already oftentimes I was like, that could could be named as a thing. Um, I think some of the fruit of the spirit is good, but also... Like, where do you get really nitty gritty with some of that stuff, right? So let's just talk about two that are obvious practices in my mind for any community that is following Jesus. It's prayer and scripture. So I would say, uh, let's just say you're part of a small group, life group, cell group, home church. A discussion worth worth having is to say, okay, on a scale of one to five, um, you know, like one being... I never open scripture on my own and five being I read it daily, multiple times a day, or uh, even have it memorized. You can kind of decide where do I fall in the reading of scripture? Where do we fall as a group in the reading of scripture? Is it every time we're together? Do we read scripture or sometimes we don't even open scripture? Um, Like interestingly enough, you probably could do this even as an assessment like a snapshot for your son, like Sunday gatherings. 
on a scale of one to five, like how many times do we like turn towards the word of God in our service? And when I say that, I don't just mean, oh, we spend 30 minutes on a sermon and one text. Like, is it woven through worship? Do you hear people pray promises of God? Are people praying from scripture? Uh, I think those questions are worthwhile considering. But that is just behavior. And so when I do group assessments, or uh, I would say like when we journey as a community or I'm helping communities work through, how do we like measure and move people and the things that will help them grow in Christ? The other thing worth talking about on a scale of one to five, how has your love of God's word increased or decreased? And I think this is really critical. I think a lot of us um, lean into behavior measurement because that's obvious, but I just feel so much of discipleship has been behavior and we've, I, I don't think I've perfected the way of how to measure heart, but I do think um, a lot of people talk about like, discipling the affections and how our habits shape our affections and desires. And I just think it's really important as a group to have an honest conversation. Like, is our love of God's word increasing as a community? Like, do we just really feel like our go-to, even like I can say reactions is to, is it to lean into therapy books? Are we inclined to, here's another question I, I notice sometimes is like, We like to read a lot of commentary on scripture or we keep doing book studies as a group in terms of like, I don't know, like five love languages or like the purpose-driven life. But like, where are we just studying scripture? Does our desire, do we miss God's word if we've been out of it too long as a group? These are great questions to talk about as a community. And from that, the amount of times, I mean... The amount of times I've had groups just come back to me and say, like the, I'm going to say assessment. I know it's, I mean, I can say snapshot if you want to put it like that. Um, The amount of times I've had groups come back to me and be like, hey, like we have a really clear, like we feel weak as a group in this area, but also like the assessment or the questions themselves were kind of the excuse we needed to talk about this stuff. And so I just like so believe in why this is helpful for for communities and groups and churches to have tools to help people get really practical about um, both behavior, but also desire. Let me flesh out one more for you as our last example. Um, We talked a lot about prayer. I think uh, let's talk about behavior prayer, right? Like, so on a scale of one to five, uh, one being like, don't pray at all. Five being like, I pray by myself. I pray in community. Um, you know, I pray multiple times a day. I mean, you could even suss those out separately and say like, how often do I pray by myself and how often I'm praying with people? There are ways you can flush these questions out. And then you just talk about it. Like, oh, I tend towards, actually, I think a big one for a lot of people is like, they don't pray in groups. Are you comfortable? I had a group I worked with. Oh man, it was so cool. This is a group of adults, probably in their 50s and 60s, came to me and said, we realize that no one is comfortable praying aloud. And their goal for the year was to all of them together. These were parents, like they had kids and they just realized like, we are not comfortable praying aloud. And so their goal, they told me very simple, it's to learn to pray aloud together. And at the end of the year, Oh, I still get goosebumps from the story. Like just remember sitting with them and we just like had like a moment of celebration. They're like, we now think it's normal to pray aloud. 
I was like, oh my goodness, like this is so great. This is why tools are necessary, right? Because you're looking at behavior. Uh, But the other piece I would say is, again, come back to like desire or even if you want to measure like instinct growth or habit, right? On a scale of one to five, has my, like, do I see myself desiring to pray more? You know, one to five. Uh, on a scale of one to five, do I see any growth in terms of this becoming habits, right? Like everyone talks about six weeks as the, as the way to increase habits, um, or like integrate a habit, um, into your life. And so I think it's worthwhile to talk about, you know, it's a mix of like behavior and desire and like how have these practices, uh, shaped your behavior or desire, or are they not? Like, is it maybe making you resistant to it? You're like, oh, I just feel like it's another thing to do. Well, then that's probably worth like fleshing out with people. Like, is there other areas of your life where you feel like what you do for Jesus is more about performance and behavior? Uh, so I just think it's so important as we end to really start to get practical about where you want to grow and creating a way of, um, I'm going to say measuring, but to consider both behavior and desire or affection for that thing. And then the final thing is I would say is like, and it's okay to have a plan, like to know like God's really like my, I want to grow and familiar with the word of God. So I commit to, you know, reading the Bible in a year, or I want to get to know the Jesus of the gospels. And so I commit to reading scripture or like the four gospels in, you know, four months or like whatever that kind of plan is. Just really want to encourage you to lean in um, to getting intentional with your growth. Uh, But I'll end by saying this, do it in community. So, so if this is your own personal story, uh, lean into talking to friends about it because I think sometimes we can unintentionally believe that we can grow our own fruit. And when we start doing stuff like this, my worry is, and can you tell I've probably, I have struggled with this in my own life, is to like, I want to do all these things and nothing's changing. And then actually the Lord's like, yes, but at the end of the day, it's me who changes you. So you cannot, cannot water that seed. You can't, you know, grow the fruit, but you can cultivate the garden of your heart for the Lord to work and to stay attentive to his presence and his purpose and also lean into where you're weak. Like you go back to the fruit of the spirit and you know, like in those moments you say, Oh, I wasn't the most loving today or I wasn't the most joyful or I did not exercise self-control with my kids. And you just can receive from the Lord in that moment to know that his grace is sufficient for you. And it, and, um, yeah, he's made strong. His glory comes through your weakness. So anyway, I hope that helps you think about really practical ways in which to cultivate and implement ways to grow. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Online Pastor Podcast. Please take something away and talk to God about it. But also, don't take my word for it. Grab your Bibles and spend some time with Jesus. Stay current on the next episode by hitting subscribe and also stay connected by finding us under the handle, The Online Pastor. I look forward to being with you again.